0: what's going on everybody hope you're having a great week so far Doug here one of the host producers and creators of the John of Light podcast bringing you a review roundup bonus episode this week uh there'll be no episode of the John of Light podcast this week unfortunately um scheduling screenings delays got in the way so our apologies on that but we'll be back next week better than ever with a fun episode we we're going to talking about our favorite Tom Cruise movies in lieu of Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. There's next week. I'll uh, be we going to an IMAX screening of it on Monday, so you have my full review then. Uh, the guys on, I'll talk about our favorite Tom Cruise movie as well as our favorite rated art comedy. So look out for that next Friday. Um, as always, guys, you can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform of choice. While you're there, hit that follow button, hit that review, leave a rating. It helps us out. Helps show it tremendously. Uh, as always, guys, thank you so much for your support. You know, guys, we're already in July, which is crazy. Summer's going by super fast. Um, if you missed last week's episode, uh, me and Nick review uh, Indiana Jones and Dial Destiny. Destiny. Um, so our full review is up there right now, uh, as well as our, on our YouTube page, so check those out. And then, yeah, we got some, a few movies coming out. Again, we have uh, Mission Impossible, like I just said. We have Oppenheimer coming out. We have Barbie coming out. Oh, man, I think we have... Ninja Turtles are coming out next to Blue Beetle, and then after that, I think it's kind of like the end of the summer, guys, so we're kind of getting through the the big blockbuster summer movies, and then we'll be back to, you know, back to the fall catalog of movies. But on this week's bonus review episode, um, I'll be reviewing a very, very funny comedy that I saw a few months ago, actually, um, called Joyride, as well as uh, HBO, uh, HBO's uh, and Max's kind of controversial show, um, uh, the Idol starring uh, The Weekend, as well as Lily Rose Depp. So that's on tonight's agenda of the review roundup bonus episodes. So starting with first though, Joyride. So as mentioned last week's episode as well as last week's bonus episode, I'm a big comedy fan. I love comedy both in stand-up and I love comedy movies. I mean... You know, something watching a comedy movie with, with on your own with a group of friends, you know, it just always hits this kind of sweet spots. So it makes you laugh. A good comedy that is, especially like, like a Bridesmaids or a 40-Year-Old Virgin or Super Bad or Friday is a good one. It's those movies kind of put a smile on your face no matter what. And you know, I I've written some comedy stuff before in college, post college, write some comedy skits or short films. I love writing comedy. Love learning comedy drama uh, combo as well, but. Um, this movie's coming out called coming out this weekend, actually, called Joyride. And I went to a press screening. I want to thank our friends at Frost Communications who have been super, super lovely to us and very supportive of the show, giving us, you know, giving us you guys the uh, uh, the RSVP VIP packages uh, for the screenings this summer for Joyride. Went to that. Great. Hope you enjoyed the movie as much as I did. Uh, they, they've been super helpful. They've been super, super supportive and great uh, collaborator this summer with movies and screenings. So. I thought this movie about yeah May actually super early before it came out, and I hear good things about it at a Cinema Con. You know, with Seth Rogan's producing it uh, with his team at Point Grey, Evan Goldberg, and James Weaver. It's from one of the writers of Crazy Rich Asian*, was a very surprised hit in 2018, very fun, good feeling, um, good feeling kind of movie. And I'm pulling up her name right here. Um, but I love it. again; it's a rated R, raunchy comedy back in theaters like *No Hard Feelings* was. Adele Lim who wrote this movie in uh wrote it and directed it as well and again i love seeing again first R comedies back in theaters but i love seeing new and young talent kind of approach comedy especially again during the time of like we're in the era of getting more blockbusters and reboots and sequels and franchises everywhere it's just fun seeing an original r hard r um raunchy comedy back in theaters with new talent and new uh, director, writer, and new cast. And man, this movie is hilarious. Um, I, from start to finish, the jokes don't stop. And I, once you get, when the movie starts, you okay, this kind of movie it is, it's a full-on, jokes-don't-stop kind of movie. Um, for context, it's about um, uh, one uh, by this girl named, uh, I have my notes right here, too. Um Audrey, who played played by Ashley Park, who saw you probably saw her in the show Beef, as well as um, Emily and Paris. She's a great actress. Uh, she's adopted by uh, a white American family, and you know uh, she didn't know her, her birth her birth parents or her birth mom. And uh, when she was a kid, uh, her best friend uh, moves to this their small town up uh, Lolo, played by Sherry Cola, um, and they become best friends right away. Like best friends throughout their life, from kids to high school to college to you know after college um and it's just getting kind of their friendship but um uh audrey's is uh, audrey's is big time you know uh, lawyer uh we're going to this huge what well, a huge firm and uh she's going to china for this uh business for this business trip and her friend goes hey how about we find your birth mom actually during the trip and she goes no, no no we'll see about it so audrey lolo uh her cousin uh uh dead eye played play by an actor uh, sabrina Wu. And they meet up with uh, Audrey's uh, famous um, college roommate, uh, played by Stephanie Shu, who was uh, uh, played by Stephanie Shu, played by Stephanie Shu, who was um, Oscar nominated for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. She was great in that movie. So it's kind of like those four, kind of like helping Audrey find her birth mom and getting this kind of craziness and wildness in China. And you know what? It's it's an hour and a half. Again, jokes don't stop. Keep going. And it's a very fun movie. It's a very fun movie. Um, you know these the four uh, actors and actresses have really have a great dynamic. From like you you believe their friendship, they have fantastic chemistry, and it's very believable. So you know you see a lot of like ensemble pieces or group comedies. You're like yeah, it's some of them are fine, some are not. All four of them have their own strengths as uh, as actors and their own comedic chops, but they all work so well together. Where it's been a while. I want to say maybe since maybe like. Ugh, the Patel days, the hangover days where we saw a really funny group of comedy or a group ensemble comedy of like four leading um stars. And it's fun to see that again where it's, you know, four actresses four actors, actresses that you probably wouldn't recognize right away again. If, if you knew Emily Paris or if you know Beef or if you know everything all at once, you know these you know those two, but you wouldn't know um the other two stars, which again, I love. It I love seeing Unknown and New Talent kind of like get in, in these movies kind of like flex their acting chops and their comedic bits. Um, and it's a very, again, for an hour and a half raunchy comedy, there's a lot of heart to it too. And I, and I love that about it where, you know, if a comedy can make you laugh and make you kind of like, t- you know, touch the feelings, whether it's again let's move kind of like a knocked up or um, train wreck. Um, yeah. They're, they're very raunchy comedies, but you know, they still have a lot of heart to it, a lot of character to it, a lot of emotion to it. And this movie for sure, hundred percent, um, has both the jokes, the laughs, as and as well as the the heartfelt emotional moments. Um, again, like said, the jokes don't stop. Raunchy as ever. A lot of a lot of foul language. A lot of dirty jokes. But again, you really see because of how great these four um, these four actors you know have these great chemistry before, and they get, some, they get in some wild situations. And it's definitely like you can tell like, oh yeah, for sure. Seth Rogen for sure has some kind of like uh input in this because as a producer as it's, as it's in point gray he's a production company he's producing this he kind of has a little bit of a stamp all over even though again he's not a writer director or starring in it but the the vein of his kind of movies to for sure have like a uh, kind of a feel to it kind of a character in this movie as well but yeah I, I had a lot of fun with it it's super fun um again a lot of like wildness you're just like whoa what's going to happen here what's going next um again again it's the return of r-rated comedies like i said last week's episode too it's it's just refreshing to see comedies back on the big screen with the crowd. Again, we saw I saw this uh, you know uh, March with a packed audience. You know, again before the movie kind of took up this huge marketing, uh, the huge marketing uh, campaign. So it was just fun. It's everyone laughing, people clapping, people cheering, people going, "Oh my gosh, this is crazy!" And I just miss that. I think because again because of COVID and you know the rise of streaming, like a Netflix or Hulu, a Peacock, um, everything that most of these comedies now are going right to streaming. You know, right to streaming, right to VOD, and it's like, well. I get it, you know, the big movies that are selling are the big action franchises, you know, the big superhero movies, and that's again, that's the are the big spectacle which again is saving the industry, the movie theater industry for sure, and that's awesome. But, you know, once in a while you do want to see something refreshing and original, you know, R rated comedy like this is, and like no hard feelings too. Another another original rated R comedy that again was bringing the laughs and bringing people to the theaters to have a good time and laughs. I feel like, yes, you can watch comedies at home easy to a lot of good comedy shows you can watch at home as well but this is the communal experience it's very cathartic and it's very kind of just like a very joyous experience of being in a group with strangers and laughing at one another having a good time like i said only an hour and a half to you're in and out of there like that so it's like you don't know, feel like it's dragged on for too long and Again, really good pace to it as well so if you're a comedy fan if you're a comedy movie fan or comedy lover that i am see some leaders see you with the crowd you know this weekend Except for Indiana Jones still playing in theaters, which did not do well, unfortunately, last week at the box office. There's not a lot coming out until Mission Impossible comes out next weekend, next week. So see this movie, support again. It's, again, new talent, new director, uh, you know, new di- young director, young talent. Um, the actor playing, again, Deadeye, uh, again, played by, oh, I her name, Sabrina Wu, had me in tears. I was cracking up because it's, it's a character almost kind of like inspired by almost like a Jonah Hill type from back in the day. Or an the Rogan kind of character and their performance is super funny and I get to I love that I think this was their first this is their first big role and the comed- their comedic chops was on point very funny good quick good quick one-liners quick quick quick, quick bits very random moments of kind of random laughter random jokes. But it was so funny. I saw it with my girlfriend next to me and she was cracking up the whole entire time I was watching um, their performance as Deadeye. And it, again, it was super funny. just see how like, all, the, all, four, all four of them are similar in their own ways, but that was, was kind of for sure the one kind of like the outlier, but it was very funny. Again, they say it was, watching their performance made me crack up the entire time because the jokes kept coming, but Deadeye's Eye's the characters had some really funny kind of just like a very kind of charm to uh, their character, both kind of comedic, both emotional too. And I think they were saying was but making me bust out laughing so it was well the audience so love that about it um, again only kind of I would say is I think the first 20 minutes like the jokes for sure landing but the first 20 is kind of like all right let's get let's to get this you know, a, lot, a lot of setup of like who uh, the characters are you know who Audrey is obviously but it kind of drags just a bit in the beginning. And then once they hit China, it's like, hey, cool, where the ball is rolling, craziness left and right. But that's typical movies, typical comedy movies. You know, it's you know they got to start off somehow. But um, again, it's it's the charm of this movie that really went told it for me. It's the dynamic, and I, I'm a sucker for uh, movies about friendship and you know, big uh, group friendship and a bond between uh, individuals and you know the bond that can kind of keep them together as a pact. Um, and it, it's it's fun. it's just funny. It's a fun movie. I hope it does well in theaters. I hope, you know, this uh, movie does well. Nothing to help, you know, these actors and get you know, get the next big role, the next comedy movie. And I hope uh, Adele Lim and her co-writers definitely have a good future ahead with comedy or just, you know, more movie making for sure. Because I think, you know, they did a good job of kind of proving their worth as filmmakers and as young new filmmakers, up upcoming talent. Because, you know, again, it's, fr- it's fun and refreshing to see a lot of new talent hit the big screen. So, yeah, guys, definitely see Joyride. Um, highly recommend. Again, see you with the crowd. See you on the big screen. Don't wait for this one to happen on Hulu or Netflix or Peacock, or whatever, or Paramount Plus. See it with the crowd. See what with the see, you, see an audience. It's it's again getting great reviews. 91 Rotten Tomatoes. If you're into that kind of thing, uh, 70. Hang on, Metacritic Metascore, which is a really good. Uh, Metascore uh, critic score. So yeah, go support this movie. Support the big screen. Um, it's a lot of fun um and again support rated r comedies back in the big screen and i I really do recommend seeing this with the crowd because it's a lot of fun and all right joyride guys that's in theaters this weekend um you know like i said you know it's as fun as it is to see rated r comedies back in theaters it just it's got me thinking of like what's some of the best movies i can recommend the past five years of comedies you know we haven't had a lot of good i would say not good mediocre comedies we haven't like really good like Standout comedies, I feel like this definitely is. Well, as No Hard Feelings, definitely a fun time in the movies. Um, a quick list of here, the ones I recommend for the best five years of comedies. Um, I guess you could see Jackass Forever, but that's more of this kind of like pranks and them kind of being funny. Um, if comedies go, I think last year, two I do recommend is a movie called Cha Cha Slide, which on Apple TV, which again, it's a streaming movie, but I think it would have done really well in theaters if given the chance super funny i don't want to give much away of that movie um but it's, again, it's a very independent apple tv plus movie a lot of heart to it very funny as well as a movie that i saw i went to a super screening of super super special screening of with uh, my girlfriend um last year called bros which is billy eichner you know billy Eigner, billy on the street he's very he's very loud he's very full of energy but he's super funny i love billy on the street and i went to a screening with um it was him and his co star Luke McFarlane, who's in the show Platonic, which I just love that show so much. It's super fun. It's also on Apple TV. And it's the first kind of like big studio, decent budget, you know, gay rom com. And if you like Billy really Eichner's like humor, it's really, it, he wrote it with Nicholas Stoller. Nicholas Stoller did Forgetting Star Marshall. He did Five Year Engagement, Neighbors, which are my personal favorites. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a really funny movie, too. It didn't do too well, unfortunately. It kind of came out. Middle of September, and there was not a lot of marketing to it. Unfortunately, I mean Billy was mar- Billy was marketing the sh- with to the to at, on every platform he could, and I give him all the props for doing so. But it didn't hit the mainstream audiences unfortunately, and no one got to see it unfortunately. But it's a, it's on Peacock now, uh, it's, on, it's on Prime now. Worth a watch. It's kind of like you know, Judd Apatow produced it. It has kind of like the Judd Apatow kind of feel movie, Nicholas Stoller kind of feel of movie, kind of kind of feel of comedies from like the. 2000, 2010s with kind of more like a modern um, uh, update on it on the rom-com. And it's super funny. It's a, again, it's a little long, it's a two hours, a little bit about two hours, but a lot of jokes, in that movie, again, also a raunchy rated right R movie, but there's a lot of jokes that made me bust out laughing and the chemistry between him and uh, Luke McFarlane really funny. So check out bros and check out Cha-Cha Real Smooth. And I want to say 2021 wasn't a big year of comedy. We're kind of getting out of the pandemic. It was like, we're seeing more big blockbusters. Free Guy was funny, but I don't of it like comedy. Um, and then uh, 2020, I recommend a movie called Palm Springs. It's kind of like Groundhog Day with a twist with Andy Sandberg, and oh, I'm blanking on her name, JK Simmons is in it. And oh my I'm blanking on her name. It her name is Christine Miliotti, and she was really funny in this movie. Kind of ground, kind of a groundhog day uh, approach to it on Hulu. It's a Hulu original, I think, because of COVID, it went right to Hulu worth seeing. It was super funny. It's yeah, a big Eddie Samberg, Lonely Allen kind of fan guy kind of, kind of fan. So love that movie. Worth the watch. I want to say in 2019. There were some good comedies too. The Long Shot was a good one with Seth Rogan, Choice Theron. Another good movie that kind of just came and went. No one really saw it. Uh Stupid was kind of funny. Um Kumail and Johnny had good chemistry with David Batista. Nothing special, but it was kind of a cute kind of summer comedy movie. Um and I think what I like, 29th, oh, Good Boys. Oh, you have seen Good Boys, guys. I mentioned this last week on um, on the show. Good Boys is hilarious. It's two of the writers from um, The Office. There were two staff writers on their office, and they also um, created the show Jury Duty, which I love on Amazon Prime. Uh, Good Boys is one of my favorite comedies of the past five years, hands down. It's hilarious. Uh, Dolomite is my name. I went to the premiere of that movie in LA, I saw Eddie Murphy, saw everyone, Wesley Snipes, Craig Robinson. This goes on and on. It was a return for Eddie Murphy. It was a return that he, was, he, he needed. And Dole Mine Is My Name is a f- flat-out hilarious movie. A return to form for Eddie Murphy, no doubt, on Netflix. I am so glad I was out in theaters with the crowd on the premiere because the energy in that room was just magnetic. It was just electric. It was so much fun. Everyone's having a good time. Sitting Eddie Murphy back on a big screen with a great ensemble of cast. It was hilarious. It's based on a true story about Rudy Ray Moore. Um... Oh man, it's it's so funny. So see that on Netflix. I wish you could have seen that in theaters because it was a really crowd pleaser to see that in, in the big screen. Um And then 2018 was a good year. I think we had movies like Game Night, a very funny movie. Glenn's got original movie, Studio Ensemble movie, again kind of came and went. Unfortunately, got a lot of praise. Got a lot good, got a great critic reviews. Got a lot of fan, got a good audience uh, uh praise, but. No one seemed to kind of watch it. They kind of broke my heart because the movie was really funny. It was fun seeing a great tumble cast from uh, uh, Rachel McAdams, Jason Bateman to Lamorne Morris to uh, let's go on and on, Jeffrey Wright. It was super funny. And another movie that I love of 2018 comedy was a movie called Blockers, another Seth Rogen-produced movie. Uh, Kay Cannon wrote, uh, uh, who wrote the first two Pitch Perfect movies as well as, uh, I think she was a staff writer on New Girl. It was her, her first rectoral debut movie. That movie was hilarious. Blockers is basically uh, John Cena, Leslie Mann, Ike Barinholtz play parents. It's the their kids having prom night. And they found out that their kids had a sex pack. All three daughters had a sex pack of losing their virginity on prom night. And these three parents go out of their way to make sure that it doesn't happen. And it's really funny because it was really kind of just like a kind of like super bad kind of feel to it. But again, 2018, more of like a, that era of kind of humor. And I watched it recently with some friends. And man, it still holds up super well and has a lot of funny jokes. And um, uh, the daughters have great chemistry, but... John Cena, Leslie Mann. I also have really good chemistry. Another original radar co- comedy studio movie that, again, can just kind of came and went. But I've never seen the trailer for that movie. That movie just cracked me up. Seeing it with some friends in theaters at a screening was hilarious. Um, go see Blockers. I think you can watch it on, on Amazon, I want to say, wherever you're going to find it. But, man, Blockers was one of my favorite comedies of the past five years as well. So, yeah, guys, support. You know, Go back. again yeah, If you are a comedy fan like I am, watch some of those movies I just recommended because you have a good laugh if you want to watch t- saying in and watch a funny movie I recommend all those movies for sure because um, yeah, next week we'll the guys and I will definitely review and talk about our favorite top 10 like favorite rated art comedies of all time so we have like look out for laughs we have a lot of like kind of similarities as well as kind of differences but uh we do have a lot of fun radar right? we talk about and cover like like Tropic thunder and super bad so we look forward to that discussion but next part of this review roundup episode is the TV portion, TV review portion, which this week is a show I'm not the biggest fan of. You know, it's called The Idol. In a little context for you guys, this show went through a lot of changes. It's a HBO original show, it's on streaming on Max right now. It was only a five part episode, but it was being made during a different era of Warner Brothers, where there was different, you know, leadership at the time. And it was this move. It showed that it was about a young pop star coming up in you know L.A. and the music business. And The Weeknd, who again, one of my favorite artists of all time, beautiful voice, um, super talented singer and musician. Um, he was going to be in it as well. And the rumor was like kind of like something like she gets involved with a cult leader, which is, which is The Weeknd is playing. But it just was didn't know what was going on. And then the director, I won't believe her name was uh, sorry, the showrunner. Um, the showrunner, director, and producer, um, walked this left this left the show altogether, and um, yeah, Amy Simetz is her name or Simets, Simets? Um she left the show altogether, and apparently it was just like when what we were told it wasn't working. It was a lot of butting heads with the actors and the creators and the you know the weekend and other producers. So she left entirely. And then I believe I don't think he was brought on right away or the beginning. I think he was brought on later on. Is Sam Levinson, and you know Sam Levinson? He made the show. He made a show called Euphoria. And as a new Euphoria fan about a year ago, I knew some of this show. But the show the show is very heavy, and it's very heavy, and a lot of disturbing things to it. It's very it's a hard, very TV for sure. Uh, a lot of yeah, a lot of sex, a lot of drugs, a lot of drinking. A lot, of, it's a lot, a lot. It's a lot going on. It's a very heavy, heavy, dark show. So if you're not into that, I would recommend it. But if you are into that, it's great performances by Zendaya, um, Hunter Schaefer. Um, a, a list goes on and on. Jake already, um, Sydney Sweeney. It's a very, very intense show, but it's very, it's beautifully shot. It's well acted. Zendaya won a bunch of uh, Emmys for it, but it's a very intense show. Again, I, I got, I got onto the show a little bit later because of word of mouth and people who saw how like, you should watch the show. If you're a writer, you should watch the show. Like, I don't give a chance. I watched it. I was hooked right away, but it takes a lot out of you. because It's a very intense kind of show. Um, so anyway, Sam Levinson was brought on to, I guess, rework the entire show and kind of bring his kind of like euphoria feel to this show. Um, again, it was during, again, I think the Warner brothers, HBO regime leadership changed it yet again. So, um, things were changing. So I think the show went through a huge creative overhaul, meaning that everything was rewritten, everything was uh, you know, changed, the vibe of the show was changed heavily, characters were changed heavily, um, then the the mature nature of the show was changed a lot to so a very kind of more like euphoria in a way. So you heard a lot of things about it. And then it was delayed. It was delayed. It was delayed. It was like, I think the first teaser came out like a year ago and it was like coming soon. We still don't know when when it's coming out. There was no word about it. And the HBO Max was becoming Max, and then a lot of things were changing at HBO and Warner Brothers with like tax write-offs and different things are going on. So it was a lot of things going on with the show that was kind of like what's going on here. And then there was an article I want to say about February or March where someone said this show is messed up. This show doesn't know what it's going to be. A lot of there's a lot of complaints about it. But then everyone, the, everyone shut that down, like, no, 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 it was, it was a good, it was a safe environment. We didn't feel like, you know, pressured or threatened at all. And we don't know, it's all hearsay from the articles and the outlets and everything, so we didn't know. But I was still intrigued because I think I like, again, like The weekend. This was kind of his first big major role. I mean, he was on Cut kind of Gems briefly as a cameo, but this was his, you know, he co-created the show, he co-wrote it, he was starring in it as well. Lily Rose Depp, daughter of uh, Johnny Depp, was kind of her first kind of big, big mainstream role as well. Uh, the weekend was doing new music for it, so getting yeah, a good cast: Hank Azaria, Eli Roth, um, and a girl I want to shout out her name. She was she was fantastic. I think she was definitely the best part of the show, if you ask me. Um, her name, and I had it here. Uh, Devine Joy Randolph who was also in Dolomite as well as a movie that I recommend called Office Christmas, Office Christmas Party and she played Karen Destiny she was a big standout for me without a doubt but it's it's the show is basically a young again, yeah, so young pop star rising pop star you know trying to make it in the industry you know she's about to go on tour she has a new single coming out and she gets involved with this very shady very sketchy club owner slash I guess we can I guess we can call him a cult leader. Not really, but he he has a Tory's background. He's very and he's very sketchy. And she, they fall him and Lila Rose fall in love, and he kind of control, controls her, her life and kind of like becomes kind of like her manager slash like calling shots on her career. And so again, it's a very like again, right? Like Euphoria, very intense show at times. However. For a five-episode series, it kind of goes nowhere. And it's the behavior is disturbing both from, from, from everyone. Everyone has a very disturbing behavior. You don't know where you know where the weekend plays a guy named Ted Rose, again, club promoter, club owner slash quote unquote cult leader. And he just has a shady past. Little Depp is very she's going through some motions, you know. She lost her mom. It's she's go, she's kind of trying to rebuild her career and herself, trying to get back on top. And it's very, it's not a fun watch for sure. It's also very dark and very intense. However, unlike Euphoria, Euphoria has a better kind of storyline and better kind of path of kind of more kind of a clear direction. This show doesn't have a clear direction. Kind of just random. It's five episodes just kind of just randomness with no kind of real direction. It kind of goes, like look how look how messed up this kind of thing kind of happened is. And yeah, that's to the very shock value to it for sure. Don't me wrong. But there was no kind of like really linear direction of where the show was going to go. It's getting these also hour episodes were kind of like what's going to happen next. And the show premiered at Khan, of Khan Film Festival and the reviews were nothing but negative and on, on not good. And then leading up to the show's release, nothing good about it was happening. It was like this is terrible. What's going on here? What 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 is the show? And then the first episode came out like this isn't terrible. Like. They're saying, oh, The weekend's acting is terrible. And I'll tell you what, throughout the throughout the series, I've seen some pretty bad acting. I don't think his acting was terrible. I think people are like, he's the worst actor ever. No, 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 no. Have you seen Batman and Robin? You know, uh, trust me. i Have you seen the movie Skyline? Trust me, it's a deep cut. I've seen some really bad performances. I think they're kind of quick to hate on his performance because he's a new actor. I think he still needs some room to grow as an actor. Um, So, I don't think his acting was that terrible. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't the best, but I don't think it was terrible. But the show goes nowhere, and it kind of shows like, oh, yeah, look how messed up this is. This is dark and twisted. But that would make it gets more appealing if the show had a better sense of, sense of direction or better pat, story wise, path wise, where it was like, okay, hey, it's going this direction. Here's what happens. And it kind of goes nowhere after five episodes and you know the last episode is an hour and like five minutes and there's a big thing happens but the ending kind of contradicts the whole episode you're like wait that makes no sense and i think this show maybe the original version would have been better you know today there was some the leaked photos today of like what the show could have been again i think what the show was like 80 80 done before um amy walked off the set the original creator and showrunner and director walked off set so it would have been interesting to see what her version was. But again, it was 80% filmed. So we we're seeing a lot more leak photos from what could have happened. And and then this show just had really no voice, had no direction. And I think the show needed more time to cook and, you know, or just more fleshed out or have it longer because for five episodes, it was just like, this is pretty much a randomness that made no sense. So I think they should have went back to the the, you know the, the the you know the writers room or whatever and had and just kind of fleshed it out more made it more kind of intriguing and made it not more kind of just like to her perspective in different ways but it just really didn't have a kind of clear voice of what it wanted to be as a show and you know as a critic and as you know as a TV you know enthusiast myself that was kind of frustrating cuz i'm like this show could have had potential like I said either with Amy's version or the Sam Levinson weekend new version but it just really didn't go anywhere, and it just felt really rushed. And it felt just like we made it. We had to reshoot everything, and this is what we got—the best we got. So, I will say the the pros was the actor who I just mentioned, um, and as well as the music. Yeah, Devine Joy right now. I think she was definitely one of the best parts of the of the, perform- of the show because she really adds a lot to it. Her character and adds to Lily Rose Depp's character, um, Jocelyn. And the weekend, the weekend not terrible. And the weekend really does put out some really good music for each episode. It was like really new original music. He's a beautiful voice. He's a talented musician. So it, the music for sure worked. But there was just really no. It just was very cloudy. It was very messy. Just did not know what kind of show I wanted it to be. So I can't recommend the show. I really can't for numerous reasons. But it's the show that everyone was talking about before it came out. And then when it came out, it just all the controversy kind of things kind of just like you know that deterred it from being a show that could have been better. But again, I do think it had problems before that with the writing and the, the changing of the leadership and the changing of direction and the tone of the show as it is. So yeah, I, euphoria, I would recommend euphoria over the show for sure. It's just frustrating to see with the show. just like, what, what, what even was this? Why do you, why do you even try If you're, you're going to try it and take big swings, take big swings and try. But yeah, this show was not something I could really recommend. If you're curious, if you're a weekend fan, I guess twenty-five episodes, but I would watch something else personally. I don't think it's worth the time. Uh, listen to the music instead on Spotify, Apple, or whatever you get your music from. So check that out. But yeah, it's a very weird show, and yeah, you know, read more articles about it. I kind of now kind of want to wish. I kind of want to see the the original version or of Amy's version, but. I don't think this show is gonna get a season two. From what you got, a lot of hate. You got a lot of hate online too. Fans are not like the show whatsoever. So, I mean, I'm curious to see if season two. I mean, they could do season two. I feel like they would have to like really reconstruct the show, the writing, the direction, the storytelling, because there's a lot of work to do and kind of like a lot of damage control to do. So, you could definitely could. But I just don't see it happening because of the negative response it got. So we'll see. The um, mean, summer, I mean, maybe it can be tomorrow, it could be next week, it could be next month. I'm waiting for the, for the announcement the be like the show will not return for season two. Da, 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 da. So I, I, wish, I wish the weekend made find another project you can do with another creator or with Sam Levinson. Maybe, maybe something different, maybe something more fleshed out. It makes me more kind of like just more, just like better written and better you know, narrative wise. So fortunate that was just kind of first big role but you know now everything works right away so i get some you know growing to do both as a creator as an actor so yeah that's that guys so yeah don't can't really say i recommend idol but i do recommend seeing joyride this week in the theater we'll see you next week on whenever we get some time we'll go discount tuesdays at your local cinema and like i said guys we have some things coming up again i'll be seeing mission impossible on monday and imax can't wait for that um, and then I'll be going to a barbie screening on Wednesday the 19th. I'll be out of fun reviewing that on the podcast as well. Could be seeing Oppenheimer oh, that week too for a screening, I'll let you know hopefully I'll post my out uh, of theater reaction and post my review on the show um, if we're invited. But even if we're not invited to the screening, I'll definitely have my review on the show and on YouTube page as well. And then like I said, guys, we are kind of the end of almost mid to end of summer. It's going by fast. I'm looking forward to a lot of you know more shows and more movies coming out during the fall. Um, I know. I think again, if you aren't even a Jones fan, you know, it's come go see it. But it's unfortunate that uh, it didn't do too well this weekend. Cause you know, like, watch the bear. I recommend the bear again. I've been talking about the bear for the past like few weeks. It's a pheno- it's a phenomenal show. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, City is coming out this week. I've heard good things about Cityus. I'm a and so Cityus fan. But I think the back Be- the, Be- the next big three. Is a mission possible? Barbie and Oppenheimer. Um, Haunted Mansion looks kind of fun, but I haven't heard much about it. I'm hearing really good things about Ninja Turtles, and a Ninja Turtle fan myself, I cannot wait for that. I hope that's good. I really hope it's good. Please be good. Um, and then the May, oh the Meg. Oh, I can't. Don't be sorry. The May. I'm a fan of those movies. Um, but other than that, it's gonna. And that's really about it. Until okay, Grant Turismo looks pretty good. But it's only like a big blockbuster. And then Blue Beetle, and then we call it Strays. It looks kind of funny, but then it's kind of if for the summer. And I think it's the first big movie of the fall. Let's see. I didn't even say. I think it's Equalizer actually. So, yeah, guys. So like I said, you know, when you're on that our podcast page, our YouTube page, hit that follow. Put your notifications on to let you know when we have an episode or a review out, so you guys listen to it. Um, again, hope you have a great week, and we will see you next week with a full episode of the Durner of Your Life. See you guys. Take care.